It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Hello, and welcome to a new adventure from the BBC Countryfile magazine podcast, or podcast as we've come to call it. Why podcast? Well, these are outdoor adventures with walks and talks in the countryside, and somehow the name's stuck. This episode's podcast takes us to mainland Shetland, where travel writer and naturalist James Fair goes in search of otters, with otter expert John Campbell. Listen on for a charming chat about these marvellous aquatic fish hunters, and hear how James and John finally managed to spot one hunting offshore. So forget about your stresses, work, bad weather and all that sort of thing, and sit back, relax and enjoy this delightful adventure. Okay, I'm sitting with um, John Campbell, uh, who I think of as Mr Otter in Shetland, because when I first came here about 12 years ago, uh, John found us an otter within about five minutes of meeting up and then got us within about I don't know, 20 or 30 metres of said otter. So he's an absolutely fantastic otter finder. But John, we come to Shetland, I come to Shetland, one of the first things I want to see is otters. Why Shetland is famous for being good for otters. Why is it so good? I think the main reason is lack of people. All right, okay. Otters have the run of the place. Um, they have plenty to eat. Lots of places where they can live undisturbed. Um, just idiots like me wandering about looking for them. Um, and yeah, I think that's basically it. Nice clean environment, obviously. Plenty, as I say, plenty to eat and good habitat for them to raise a family. Okay, so whereabouts roughly on Shetland are we at the moment? Because I'm completely lost. Right, if you could imagine a map of Shetland, we're on the right-hand side near the top of the main island of Shetland. Got you. Shetland's okay. got about 100 islands. Yeah, um, and... Can you go anywhere in Shetland and find otters, or do you need a kind of a particular type of kind of environment or or sort of geographical feature or something like that? If you wander around Shetland, you will, after a short amount of time, or 
long amount of time, you'll probably find an otter. Right. Otters tend to like not not the, the big areas of cliffs and, and heights where the seabirds are nesting and all this. What they tend to like is the more sheltered voles where, where they can climb out of the sea and just get into the small banks and, and small tussocks and things like that. Um, yeah, there's more the quieter areas, which tend to be on the east coast of Shetland. Okay. The west right. coast of Shetland, obviously, is hit by the Atlantic. So it's a bit more exposed. So it's a lot more exposed. But you will find otters on, yeah. the, on the west coast of Shetland. Are those the ones... So do the kind of the lesser otters go, end up on the west coast because they're kind of turfed out of the east? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think what happens is it's a, just the habitat is better yeah. for them on the east coast. So there's a higher population. So there's a higher density. Higher density. Right. Okay. On the east coast, you'll find... you Certainly on the west coast, sorry, you'll find large areas of cliffs, yeah. which obviously they can't get out of the sea. There's, there's, there's no... Yeah, right, I've got But you. the more sheltered inlets on the west side, You're you still, will find. Right. Okay, so we're... Let's say... So we're looking out... It's it's not a lovely day, but we'll come to that in a minute. But we're looking out on a lovely little sheltered uh, creek inlet. I don't know what you call it. Um, what if if we're looking? We are looking for otters. What are we looking out for? What are we trying to see that will give us a, any indication there are otters about? Right. The, the best way of spotting otters when you're out and about is is when they're hunting, when they're actually fishing in the sea. As you as you say, it's not the weather's not great today, but we, what is good is the fact it's relatively calm and um, when it's quite windy and the waves are quite big it, it can become difficult but today it's nice and calm so obviously when an otter swims along the on the surface its nose its eyes and its ears it's so, quite hard to see aren't yeah, they? <laughs> the top of its head's quite flat so they can yes. when they swim along they can be quite difficult to spot but when they dive they do this like a duck dive yeah. and you'll spot the, the arched back uh, and just, that's what the best thing to look out for. And, the, and another good tip is they tend not to swim underwater unless they're frightened. They'll go down to the bottom, rummage around in about a metre or so, have a look, find, try to see if they can find anything, and then surface almost in, in the, exactly the same spot. So if you see down. them dive, keep your eyes keep on your the eye same on spot. And if, if possible, try and line something up, like a chimney yeah. stack or a rock or a buoy, or, and that's where they'll surface. Right. And then you can... That's when you can get yourself in position. When yep. they've dived, you yep. can sit down and say, right, that's where they're going to come back up again. But you were, you were saying earlier that one of the other things that you might want to look out for is other animals around that might give away their presence. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously otters, if they catch something small, they will eat it actually in the sea. They'll grab yeah. hold of it with the paws. Yes, and you can see them away. kind of just, yeah. sort of uh, yeah. treading water on a, almost, on a, day, on a day like today, you'll probably hear them away uh, as well, you know, chunting away right. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you catch something larger, or usually a crab, they'll always take those ashore, and then they'll dispatch them and, and eat what they need to eat. Because obviously crabs bite back, that's why you see quite a few otters with lumps stuck out there. Right, nose. right. Um, are crabs a good find for no, them? No, no. There's, there, there's, there's not there's, much there's there. Very, there's very little calorific value in a crab. Right. Uh, so if you find lots of crab uh, shells in, in an otter spraint, yeah. you know they're not they're struggling, well. the, the area right. where the fishing's not great. Uh, and it tends to be cubs as well because crabs are relatively simple to catch. Mm. Yes. And one of the apart problem, from the fact that they might nip you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, one of the problems with crab is they they dive down, they catch them, then then they have to swim ashore. Yeah. So, so they're going to use the energy. Calories, yeah. Yeah. The, anyway, yeah. Right. The, you know, the question was, how do you spot them? Well, when they go ashore, they get themselves tucked away in the rocks and things like that. They are extremely difficult unless they move. They can be extremely difficult to. Uh, 
to find. But by the same token, it's also a great opportunity. They're actually out of the water. If you yeah. know where they, if you can spot where they are, you get your binoculars and you can spend 10, 15 minutes watching them. As long as they don't spot you. As long as they don't spot you, as long as the wind's in the right direction, so your sense being taken away from the otter. Yeah. You're fine. So if they smell you, they'll they'll, they'll catch they'll, on to they'll you. They'll just disappear. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're very much like deer on the moorland. Mm. They'll smell you from a long, long distance away. So right. always, always, watching for otters, be conscious of the wind direction. And you were saying looking out for maybe other birds that might be interested in their their fight, their kills. Yeah, that's... As I say, when they go ashore, you might find a black-backed gull flies past, spots the otter on the, on the, on the seashore... And then we'll go and land right next to them. Yeah. Um, and what they're after is a free meal. Yeah. Um, obviously, they won't take it off an otter because an otter is obviously a lot bigger, a lot stronger. Um, but the cubs occasionally they'll try and pinch stuff off a. Yeah. Off an, uh, yeah. Do otters have anything to fear from uh, uh, other predators around here? No. Right. No. no as, as far as if you can think of an otter as a land animal who happens to hunt in the sea. Yeah. Or in rivers. Um, they are probably Shetland's top predator in that respect. Yeah. Um, once you go into the sea, obviously we've got orcas and seals and things but they, like that. But they're, they're, they're nothing to fear from no, them. No, no. I've been watching otters for 40 years and I've, I've seen in, interactions between seals and otters on about three or four occasions, but nothing untoward. Yeah. In fact, the otter was actually biting one of the seals that it saw. So right, right. It happened to be on a, on a rock that it wanted to go on, so it just climbed up. Because I've certainly read, I'm sure, that off the west coast of North America, orcas have taken to hunting what are sea otters. Yeah. Um, now, they're a much bigger animal than our Eurasian otter, but I, I just wondered whether that was something... the Because obviously we do have orcas here. Yeah. Um, and I just wondered whether they were in any way sort of thinking, oh, this, all these lovely otters here... Uh, perhaps they would make a good meal. I mean, I know they're here for the seals mainly, aren't they? Yes, they are here, they are here for the seals, and, and that's predominantly what they're here for. Yeah. Um, and it's and, a but much bigger meal, I guess, Yeah, seal, and, and sea otters in California and Alaska, and that, they tend to be in rafts. There yes. There'll be lots of them there. Yeah. So it's a good food source. You're right. Where, yeah. as, as we know to our cost in Shetland, you've got to go looking for yeah. one otter. And it's a single, <laughs> and it's a single otter. Yeah, it's a single yeah. otter. And it's not much of a it meal. It weighs about three kilograms, five kilograms, something yeah. like that. You know, so it's not much of a meal for... Yeah. And... Otters like to fish in about a metre to two, three metres of water, and that's right. about the depth. And so that, you, you get a bull, bull orca. Yeah, it's, it's, they can't get in yeah. there, right. Now, that was the other thing. Let's just do a couple of these other things which you were saying. Um, low tide is better. Yeah. And just explain that one. Uh, it's, it's purely and simply because there's less water. Yeah. If you can imagine a beach where all the fish are, all the little rockling and, and butterfish and things like that, there's the otters are, are after, uh, along the, the, the weed on the beach, as the tide recedes, they go with it. Yeah. So they become more and more condensed in this sort of feeding area. It's just a smaller area. Yeah, it's yeah. just less water to, yeah. to look for. Yeah. It's shallower. Shallower. So, so there's less, there's less um, effort getting down to the bottom. Yeah. While we're on that subject, by the way, a lot of people see this trail of bubbles, this ring of bright water. Right. It's, it's actually the, the air that otters put into its coat, like a cat does when it's grooming. Right. As the water pressure yeah. compresses it, the stream of bubbles will come off it, and that's what it is. Okay. It's not the it's otter not breathing. Coming, yeah. Right, it's yeah. not letting out air yeah. as it as it goes down yeah. or whatever. Yeah, they can actually smell. There's a theory they can actually smell underwater. No, yeah. really. We've got a, a, a great friend of mine, Charlie Hamilton James, has actually filmed an otter blowing bubbles into a dead fish on the, or a dead trout in the, in the on a river. Yeah, 
And as the bubbles come off it, yeah. or as the bubbles come off the dead trout, you can see them disappearing up its nose. It's actually sniffing the air or the bubbles, yeah. the scent that's coming off that fish. Wow. So at night in a really dirty, cloud, not dirty, but cloudy river, yeah. they can still find food. So they're, they're hunting so, by smell. So they can, they can smell underwater. That's extraordinary. So it's only it? a theory, but yeah. it's, the evidence is... And, and the other thing you were saying, and it, it's sort of slightly eased off the rain now, but you were saying you didn't think they like to hunt in the rain. Um, they will. They obviously mm. they obviously have to eat these as you, about fifteen percent of the body weight. I mean, yes, day. go into that. That's so fifteen percent of five kilograms, say. Yeah. Seven hundred grams ish, yeah. roughly. How many fish is that a day? Well. Well, yeah, mm. the, the average that they're eating is probably 20 grams, 30 gram fish. So they're going to so catch a lot of 30 fish, fish a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and, and some, of the, some of the stuff they're catching is five and six grams. Wow. You know, and a crab, you know, what they actually get out of a crab could be three or four grams. So they, they have to be, they are, that is a, a lot they've got to do. They've got to be very busy yeah. during those sort of the best hours for hunting yeah. and so on. But and they, even outside that, maybe. But they've also got two a day. Two right, two tides a day, yeah. Um, and people say, we do, you know, do you see otters in, in Shetland in the, um, at night? And people, well, I say, well, in the summertime, when's night? Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's, it's light all the time. So, yes, yeah, so I was at 12 o'clock, 12.30 last night. It was still, you could still see quite easily. Oh, yeah. Um, and as I say, what they tend to do, they have a quite um, sedentary lifestyle in some respects. Is what they'll do, they'll go off and hunt, especially on a nice summer's day. They'll go off and hunt and they'll climb into the rocks and have a sleep. Yeah, yeah. Sleep for three or four hours, go and hunt. Yeah. And so it's, it's you know, that's what they do. Yeah. They, they eat and make babies. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what we'll do, should we go out and have a little look around here? Not necessarily expecting anything, but let's go and have a look. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, John, we're, we're now over, we're outside. We're, we're overlooking a, a tiny little rocky island a little bit of grass on it, but that's about it. It's about oh, 100 feet away, maybe a bit more. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, what's what, why? Why have you brought us here? What do you think? I mean, you've you've obviously seen otters there before. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's one of my favourite spots to be honest with you. Um, one of the reasons is if I bring people here to watch otters, or I come to watch them on my own, they, they behave absolutely as they will. They they're not they don't know I'm here. They don't know the people I take out of here. We've got it's far enough away so we can have a chat. Yeah. But most importantly, the otters don't feel threatened. Yeah. So everything we see is natural behaviour. Yeah. yeah. So they quite often they'll when they've been fishing in the sea, they'll climb up there either to eat the prey. But basically what they tend to do up there on the grass is go and have a sleep. Right. They'll curl up, they feel absolutely safe because it's a little island, there's nothing gonna come and get them. They're not going to be disturbed by humans and dogs, people walking the dog and things like that. Yeah. So they feel content and, they, and I say they, they relax and just, they can spend hours up there just fast asleep in the sunshine. And you, you were talking earlier, you get, you get to know the, the, the families of these otters, as it were. You know that there's going to be a family here or there or wherever. Um, how, just tell us a little bit about how otters live, because you have a kind of a female with may have cubs, but the male is is doesn't spend. Does he spend any time helping with the cubs? No, not no. at all. No, right. no. I didn't think so. Once, once the cubs are conceived, that's his role. Yeah, over. that's done. Okay. Um, I, having said that, it, if I chat now about the 
sort of life cycle of an otter. If you can imagine a stretch, we'll talk about otters that live in the, in the, or hunt in the sea and live on the land. If you can imagine a stretch of coastline, in Shetland it tends to be about a, a mile long, two miles long, depending how good the fishing is in that particular area. But a male otter, for want of a better phrase, will take that as his territory. He will own that stretch of right. coastline. And now, he will fight off he, he the will other males. He make sure that other male otters do not take over that territory. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's his role in life. He keeps other male otters away from... Well, in fact, all otters, but mostly male otters, away from that stretch of coastline. That's his home, and he's going to protect it. Now, within that stretch of coastline, there might be two or three females who have their own little patch, which, obviously, within a mile, could only be you know, a quarter of a mile long, a third okay. of a mile long. Right. But that's like what they call home, and they will protect that little patch from the other females. Right, oh, OK, yeah. So, in, in effect, yes, the male otter does have a role in bringing up the kids because he protects them. Right. In the fact that he's protecting his piece of land by default, yeah. protecting the family. Yeah. So it's, and it's almost like you're protecting your fishing rights. It's exactly what you're right. doing. You, you're, yeah. it's, like, it's like you. You don't want people wandering around your back garden. Or, yeah, you yeah. Know, so, you, you, you make sure that... You know, yeah. you look after your, your property. Yes, yeah. And the way he does it, he just cruise along each day, he'll hunt and he'll fish and he'll come ashore at these regular places where they sprint. Yeah, which is saying, which, I'm here. This is my patch. Yeah. And it's, it's almost, well, think of it like pea mail. That's what they do. They have right. a pea, yeah. they have a poo. Yeah. And there's, there's obviously scented markers in there saying, yeah. this, this is who I am. I'm yeah. a strong, fit, healthy male or yes. I'm a female coming into season. Yeah. And, and the otters can read all these that's things. That's how they communicate with that's each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? So you've, you've, you've been here many times and you've told me all sorts of wonderful stories about times you've seen otters and it's just like, wow, it's incredible. But, but th- what's, what, has been, what has been an absolute standout experience for you in, I don't know, how, how many years you've been watching otters? 40 years here yeah. in Shetland? Uh, no, I've actually only lived, in Shet- I only lived in Shetland for 26 years. Okay, 26 years, uh, yeah. No, I've watched otters... Um, most of my life, to be honest with mm. um, Yeah, I just got, I don't know why, I just got this fact, I've all, I, I used to enjoy fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you're out and about in the, in the wilds, and you used to see otters on rivers, and you'd see otters occasionally in the sea, where I used to, I used to live in the northwest of England, and I'd go down to North Wales, and you would occasionally see otters in estuaries and that, but not very often, but mm. you would do. And I always had a bit of a fascination for them, really. And then... Of course, some fishermen don't like otters. <laughs> That's well. That's you know, I, I, from 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 my point of view, I just don't understand. Yeah. I mean, if you're out and about, kingfishers, otters, yeah, just enjoy cormorants, it. They've, yeah. all, they've all got a role. Yeah. They've all got a place. Yeah. And as long as because well, at the end of the day, fishermen we're do, meant to be doing it for fun. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's not, we're not making yeah. a living at it. We're not doing this. It's just a bit of fun. So, let you know, live. And, and so, how how did you end up in Shetland? <laughs> a long, long story. <laughs> One of those is a uh, shaggy dog story. <laughs> it all started in a bookshop in Harris on oh. the, in the Western Isles. <laughs> My wife picked up a book called Track of the Wild Otter by Hugh Miles. And, oh, Hugh Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I know Hugh. And, uh, I haven't spoken to him for a while, but yeah. And that was it. My wife read it. She said, that looks like a really interesting place to go, Shetland. And I said to her, no, no. I said, the Western Isles is as far north as I go. <laughs> Needless to say, within six months, we'd, we'd come to Shetland on holiday. And we, because of what we'd done in the past, we, we found otters relatively easy to find. And I thought, this is Nirvana. This is a great place to be. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, to be honest, I enjoyed the lifestyle. It was, you know, it's just what I, what I liked. Yeah. And it's what my wife liked. 
And so we, so uh, we ended up moving up And here. did you come here and immediately set up your otter guiding business, or was that later? That was a little bit later. Mm. I, I spent the first... I, I re, not retired, but I, I left my work down south. I used to work in the civil service, pretty poor and stuff. And uh, decided just to take a year out, really. Mm. My, wife, my wife agreed. Mm. Uh, and spent the first 12 months just wandering around the coastline, looking, looking for otters, photographing otters. Uh, and just having, Sounds idyllic. It was, it was great. <laughs> then after a year, my wife started to sort of look at me strangely and say, you know, are you actually going to do anything? <laughs> Um, and, and to be honest, Shetland Otters, the company that I run, sort of happened by accident. People, people would say, oh, my cousin's coming up next month or next week, you know, would, would you mind taking him out to have a look for an otter? And it suddenly dawned on me after doing that for several months, I thought, well, perhaps there's a business here. So mm. that's how it started. Yeah. Um, and really never looked back. Yeah. And thoroughly enjoyed it, to be honest with you, the last... Yeah. You developed an amazing technique of you'd find the otter in the spotting scope. And then, as we did uh, 12 years ago, it was, that I came up, um, you'd, you'd sort of manoeuvre your guests around and then you'd, you'd get them, you'd say, right, you know, when the otter dives, you run and you get closer and closer. Every time the otter dived, you got a little bit closer. It was, it was very clever and sort of canny the way you did that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the best way of doing it, to mm, be honest with you. Yeah. If you're trying to approach an otter... Uh, they mustn't see you. They mustn't see you, and more importantly, they mustn't smell you. They mustn't smell you, um, yeah. otter, Otter's eyesight's pretty poor. Right, uh, oh, which okay. Is, which is why, whenever I'm, whenever I'm doing what I do, on the day we, I took you out, if you, if you remember, we tried to keep the bank behind us. Yeah. So we had this yes, sort of you, black... Yes, you kept down low. We kept yeah. down low, so the bank was, was almost shielding us. You can get within two or three feet of an otter Because they that. can't see you against it. They can't see you. But move. if you're, uh, if you're on, on the, the skyline, sky line, they'll right. pick you up straight away. Right. So that's what I tend to do. But more, most importantly is the sense of smell. Yeah. They'll smell you within 150, 200 metres away and they just disappear. Yeah. So that's... So the wind direction is all yeah. important. Always there. have the otter's scent. Mm. If you can imagine the otter's scent coming towards you, yeah. not your scent going towards yes. the otter. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anyone who's done deer stalking and things like that will yeah. understand. Yeah. And, and if there's, I mean, there's not much wind today, the tiny breeze, do you then, uh, do you then not have to worry about it so much or? Um, no, even so, even there's very, very little wind today, mm. but there's still a little there is a zephyr, of, zephyr of, wind, yeah. of a wind and that, yes. that's enough to just that's to take enough. you, because right. we, okay. we tend to be, we tend, hopefully, we tend to be clean people, we shower, we use soap and we use But they can smell that, that's what they smell. And it's just, you can imagine what they can smell. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And just, just say a little bit, okay, what is it about otters that you find so fascinating? I mean, they are clearly lovely, beautiful, fascinating animals, but I just wonder what it is you find so... Well, I think you've just answered my que- oh, okay. question. Just, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, okay. you know, is, is, I, just, I just love them. I think they're, yeah. great. they're great to watch. They're, good, they're entertaining. Yeah. They're thought-provoking. They do stuff. That, I've watched otters, as I said, for 40 years. And they'll do stuff all of a sudden. You think I've never seen them do that before. Mm, what are mm. they do? What are they up to? Mm. Um, so as I say, it's hopefully it's the day I die, I'll enjoy. I'll, it's, every day is like the first day. Yeah. If you can imagine that when I go yeah. out, I, I people pay me to take them out to watch otters. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, you... I'd, I'd pay to go and watch otters. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, the other thing that has to be said 
uh, where we are. I mean, we, we've seen some gannets over there earlier, some Arctic terns flying around. There was a curlew earlier, oyster catchers. I mean, that's just, there were some lovely orchids in the field we, we were looking at. I mean, this is a spectacularly beautiful environment and the wildlife here is, is fantastic. I mean, not just the otters. No, no, I mean, the Shetland itself is just, it's yeah. a great place to, to come and see. I mean, obviously things have changed over the last few years, obviously because of what's been happening with the, with the general environment. Mm, yeah. You know, things aren't quite as prevalent as used to be. The turns are a little bit less. Do you know, you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I've noticed that, I yeah. must admit. Uh, particularly like the turns and kitty yeah. wakes and stuff like that. Yes, God, I haven't, don't think yeah. I've seen a kitty wake since I've been yeah. here. Um, no, they say that just things, things are slowly changing. But luckily, mm. from, from my perspective, uh, the otters are still here, so... Long may, that, long may that continue. Yeah, absolutely. We've mentioned this before. He comes up out the water. He'll come straight up and then yeah. lay down. Yeah. So we did, we did just spot an otter, and it was kind of like, oh, it's a seal, but then it was an otter. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as I said before, there's been a seal there all morning splashing about, and when really he glanced round. But of course. So did I imagine it? I thought he had something in his mouth. He probably he's fishing now. Yeah. As I say, when he surfaces, you. Give him a chance and he will surface. There he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's fishing away. They're quite content. And it is that, it's very different to a seal, isn't it? Because he's very low in the water. Yeah. You can almost not really see it. And there he goes again. I know you're... Yeah, he's going to go ashore now. Okay. What, what's happened? I think, I think our scent has just slightly drifted over that way because it's so calm today. Really, you think yeah. he smelled us? Oh from yeah, here? from even from that distance. Really? Because yeah. he's what, hundred meters away? Yeah. At least. Well, he seems quite content with. He life. does, doesn't he? Yeah. He's just fishing. There he goes. You saw his up. tail, didn't you? Yeah. Now we'll, this is this is if you were trying to track him down as such, this is when you would move. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm and, quite and happy you, here to be honest. That's fine. Yeah. No problem at all. Um, to be honest with you. The, t the terrain doesn't lend itself to No, it doesn't. Here, anyway, and so. he's and there he goes again. Yeah, and you get a decent view here. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's, uh, and once again, if he doesn't know we're here, you're watching an otter do what an otter does. Yes, It's like when, exactly. you, when you see photographs of otters. Uh, anyone who's taken photographs of otters can always tell you the second photograph in a row. Right. Because that's the one with the otters looking at you. Right. <laughs> it's heard the shutter go. And, and I can see what you're saying now. He does that little duck dive. Little and duck you just see the little the tail, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Going down. Um, and then when they surface, they come out of the water almost up to the waist. Right. And then they'll lie down. What, yeah. what, the reason for that is, you can imagine if it's quite like a dead, it doesn't matter. It's, absolutely, it's almost flat calm. Um, but the waves are quite choppy. Yes. You want that first breath to be air, not water. Right. So they yeah. come straight out. What they do, they actually push themselves off the off the seabed right. with the back legs and shoot up, and then lay down. He's he's in the middle of quite a wide area. Is it still quite shallow there then? Yeah, it's about two meters, three meters. Is that there. all? Yeah, it's not very deep down. Okay. All the way out to those mussel farms. Yeah. In fact, at low tide, which is obviously the best time to, to look for otters, as yes. we discussed, at low tide out here. Probably 150, 200 metres out. There's a big reef that runs out. Right. There, there he goes again, little yeah. tail, little duck dive. Well, as, as I said before, low tide is the best time to see yeah. them. But as I mean, it's 11.30 now, which is high tide. Oh, really? So, yeah, you'll see them at any time, if, you, if you're fortunate enough. Yeah. And I, which is one of the reasons why Shetland is such a good place to come yeah. see otters. I mean, you, 
you have got a, a real good chance. If you just walk around the coast now, you've got a good chance. As long as you obey, obey a few little yeah. rules, you've got a I good think chance. what was interesting about that was that I thought, oh, it's a seal. But I thought, it's a funny-looking seal. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's a de- very definitely a different shape. I mean, seals are much bulkier animals. Yeah. They come further out of the water, don't they? Yeah. I mean, seals, I mistake boys for seals. Yeah. yeah, it's that classic sort of like, you know, there's a boy and, and then a, you think it's a seal's head, don't yeah. you? Uh, to be fair, it's always worth it. Always stop. Yes, we've Get said your binoculars this. Yeah. and have a look. It's always well worth doing. And he's he's going down, he's coming up, like, what, every sort of... He's down for about 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. And that, as I say, that's when the best time to move. But if he catches yes. somebody straight away, he's straight back to the surface. Right. But I've seen them. Certainly the big the big males, they can be under for a minute. Do you think he's... Ca- can you tell? Is he catching something yeah, every yeah. time? It looks yeah, like he's having like, a little nibble. Yeah. So he's catching little things. That's it, these little butterfish and... Butterfish, and, and, right. And eel pout and things like that. Yeah. And that's predominantly what they live on. And so different. he's going to... He'll do that for, what, an hour or two? He'll, well, and, it's about... Usually about 35, 40 minutes in Shetland. You imagine even... Right. Even... At, at, well, in June, July, July, the, you know, the sea's still cold. Yeah, it's still only about eight degrees out there. Oh, that's cold. Yeah, yeah. There that's why I, I tend not to go swimming with otters very often. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about eight degrees out there. Yeah, and the only thing that keeps them warm is the coat because there's no body fat on yeah. them at all. Right. So after about thirty minutes of being in the water, the coat starts to get slightly waterlogged. Right. Because as we discussed earlier, the air starts. The to air. Get he loses the air. Right, and they get chilled. So they start so to get chilled. Go ashore. So they've they've got so they've really got to make use of that time in the yeah. water. So what they do then, they go ashore, and they'll, they'll obviously finish off what they've been eating. Yeah, they groom. Yeah, get the air back in the coat, get the coat dry, which is why they don't like the rain because right. they can't get dry. They can't get dry. Yeah, and they, once they can't get dry, they get cold. Yeah. So what, so, you, what you tend to find on rainy days, yes, you'll find an otter, yeah. but you won't see them for long. They tend to go back to the halt, right. which is underground. And, then and so they can get dry. Yeah. And then have a sleep and they'll come back out. And, and hence why he's coming up, he's, he's got these little catches and he's eating them kind of like on the swim, as it were. Yeah. He's yeah. not going back to land or anything like that. There's no point. Well, what they um, tend to do is, you can imagine, they, they, te- they tend to stand vertically in the water, for, for want of a better phrase. Yeah. And they're paddling with the feet. Right. The back, back So it's like treading water? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll notice quite often an otter will, as he stands there in the water, they'll slowly turn. Right. Because the paddling, one of the feet will be stronger than the other. Oh, okay. So they'll slowly, like, pirouette in the water. Yeah. And they'll grab hold of whatever they've got in the front paws. It's almost like a piece of stick of licorice or something yeah. like that, and a scoff away. That's, that's how they do it, so... Um, once, once you've got it, it's really easy, isn't it? Because you're absolutely right. Then he's in exactly the same spot. Yeah. He's not moved. No, he's no. not moved ten yards. If you, as I said before, if you spot an otter fishing away, try and line up something behind. Yes, him. yes, a right. Boy, maybe yep. a boy, maybe yep. a boat. Preferably a boat at anchor, not one that's moving. One moving. <laughs> or a rock in the distance and say, yep. "Well, that's where it went down." Yeah. Uh, and it's going to. I know when I'm when I'm trying to show people. Sometimes if the knotters dive, they say, "Well, it's out there. I promise you." Hmm. Say, so "Have a look at there, there in is. that direction." It's moved slightly that way, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, feet, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've been watching him now for 15 minutes, and he's moved about 20 feet. Yeah, yeah. So what he's doing is literally just grazing one little area of the seabed. All of a sudden, he'll stop and then go and swim for a little while, and then start right. again. Yeah. You can almost see him chumping away, can't yeah, you? Yeah. And one thing I want to ask you is, we keep saying he. Do you know it's a he? Yeah, you can tell by the shape of its head. Oh, okay. Even from this distance. Right. Um, 
ladies will like this one. Otters, <laughs> male otters tend to have a flat head. Right, okay. Uh, if you look between their ears and the muzzle, yep. it tends to be a lot broader across the muzzle. Right, okay. Um, female otters are a bit, a bit prettier, really. Right, okay. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. I mean, I haven't quite spotted that, yeah. but um, I'll, I'll keep my eyes out for that one. Yeah, if you, if you put a female otter and a male otter side by side, if you've never seen an otter before, you'd probably say, well, I guess that's the male. Right. They just look. Just, that's, yeah. that's really interesting, isn't it? Oh, he's gone right over there now. Yeah. He moved a little bit. Yeah, he's just... Yeah. He's happy. Yeah. And you can see that kind of pale patch on the side of his cheek, can't you? It's yeah, kind of slightly paler. Yeah, under, under his... Under oh, his, is it under his chin? Yeah, under his chin and yeah. all the way down to... Almost between his front paws. Yeah. It's, it's quite pale yeah. there. And on that pale section, you'll find a white spot. A, okay. white, a white mark, yeah. and that's an otter's um, fingerprint. Right. All these marks are different on every otter. It's in a different location. It could be a slash under its chin. It yeah. could be a round ten pence mark by its shoulder. So you can identify if you yeah. get a photo you of get it. A photo can, of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like whales with the yes. fins, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But once again, as we chatted about before, if you're looking, at, if you're if you're doing it every day, if you're watching otters every day. As I say, otters will stay in the same location. That's yeah. where they live. Yeah. So you know, if, I, if I'm here, I'm, well, that otter lives here. Yeah. I know who it is. Is, yeah. it, is it the male? Yes. Well, in that case, then he'll, he'll use that hole, that hole, and that hole. Yeah. Is it the female? No, oh, she'll use that one and that one. Yeah. There we go, that little duck <coughs> dive. Very distinctive, isn't it? Yeah. Really distinctive. Well, that was lovely. And really delightful that they actually managed to see the animal. We've had quite a few adventures where we've been on a quest, and uh, particularly with James Fair, and uh, not managed to spot the <laughs> the target creature. So a huge thanks to James and John Campbell for that delightful insight into the lives of British otters. It was fascinating. As ever, if you've enjoyed the podcast, do send us some feedback. The email address is editor at countryfile.com. And we'd love it if you could leave some reviews on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or whatever podcast provider you use. You've been listening to the BBC Country Fire magazine podcast, produced in Bristol by Jack Bateman and Ben Hewitt. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to join us next time for the last in this current season. But we'll be back in April-May time for season five of the Country Fire magazine podcast. <laughs>